from Mies Park, right across the street from church. We welcome you to God's incredible creation, his sanctuary of renewal. Jesus is with us this morning. The Holy Spirit makes us one even though we are apart. 
And today's worship service is going to start here in the park this morning and we're going to end up at a campfire this evening. We're making this camp worship as this would typically be our adult work weekend retreat. And so we are going to celebrate that this weekend with this morning's worship service. And we're also going to focus on how we are all finding our blessings in the midst of this pandemic. As we start our worship this morning and conclude the service around the campfire this evening, you are gonna be receiving scripture passage after scripture passage. And I'd like you to look at those as gifts that you are receiving today. So let us begin with Psalm 118 verse 24. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. To the God who makes all things possible, let us lift our voices in praise. May God be gracious to us and bless us and God's face shine upon us. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true with thanksgiving i'll be a living sanctuary been experiencing many unexpected blessings during our COVID-19 pandemic. Here are a few of them. I am blessed to enjoy taking long walks through our neighborhood and relish in the beauty of nature and the new life of spring. I am blessed to be able to visit with friendly neighbors at a distance as I walk each day. I am blessed to be able to connect with friends all over the nation through telephone calls to see how everyone is doing. I am blessed to have the time to sort through boxes of family pictures. And I have found beautiful pictures of my parents and Dave's parents, along with pictures of other relatives, including Dave's sister, Norma, who was a missionary nurse in West Pakistan. I am blessed to talk on the telephone or FaceTime every evening with my sons, Kevin and Kurt. I am blessed to have more time to do puzzles, read favorite books, play games, and connect with many friends through online meetings, phone calls, and by sending cards. This is a time of renewing my faith in God and knowing that he has a perfect plan for all of us. It is a time to trust God and offer praise for our many blessings. Please join us for the call to worship. You have the beauty of God's creation all around you to renew your spirit. This blessing I receive and give as a gift. You have friendships filled with laughter. This blessing I receive and give as a gift. You have a family of faith, this congregation that cares for you. This blessing I receive and give as a gift. You have families that love you and friends who are like family. This blessing I receive and give as a gift. You have this church family, a community filled with individuals 
who have a variety of gifts and hearts dedicated to serving Christ. This blessing I received and gives of it as a gift. You have a faith in Jesus Christ to carry you through life's joys and adversities and enough grace to last your lifetime. All of these blessings I receive myself as, and I give as gifts to others. So for those of you who have gone on any of the adult work weekends or perhaps have gone on a mission trip of some sort, even as a young adult with, with Kelly, you know that she's got the tradition of doing the blessing bowl. And throughout the time that we are together at camp, she asks that you write down your blessings throughout the week and then daily we'll read off the blessings for one another. 
So we have done this this week, and we have asked people to submit their blessings to us. So we know that as this pandemic has continued on for, I think, a lot longer than any of us have ever expected, it's just been getting hard. It's just been getting tough. And I think we're all getting a little wearisome of the situation that we find ourselves in. But the blessings are still there. They've been amazing. So some of the blessings that I've had throughout this time of COVID have just been just the simple things. I went for a run at Rotary Park early on and everybody just kind of waved at you as, as you went by and there was a sense of community and camaraderie that I haven't really experienced before. Also the neighbor connection that I've been experiencing, that I've had neighbors have reached out just to check in, how are you doing, do you need anything? So that's been one of my blessings as well. And then it, was, it took about a month until my siblings and I, for the first time, got together over Zoom. And that was just awesome. And I remember having such a hard time hanging up on them and just feeling just like I missed them like none other. But it was such a blessing that we had that technology that we could still get together and talk. And we ended up talking for two and a half hours. And it was so cool. And another blessing I had uh, is just being able to play Euchre online with my sister. Again, it's simple and it's no big deal, but it's just these little things that have just kind of helped get me through these days. And I would imagine that you all are finding those things too. So throughout this worship service, we're going to be hearing about all those blessings that other people have been experiencing. And when I asked you all to send me your blessings, I got one in particular that was wonderful. So I just want to read this person's words to you, word for word, and hear what this person had to say. She writes, your request to share our blessings really got me thinking. Because of this pandemic, we had no other choice but to all self-isolate in order to protect each other. But people have found creative ways to help one another while maintaining their distance. Blessings upon blessings. Finding God's presence with less distractions in my life, I feel like I'm connecting with God in ways I have never had time to before, to really listen and focus on him, especially his journey to the cross. Holy Week was a whole new experience for me. I always got so caught up in preparing for the traditional Easter celebration with family. For the first time, I had the opportunity to really connect with my heart and mind. It was a life-altering blessing. Finding his grace. I may not always understand people, people's behavior, but I now realize this. He called me to love others as he loves me. I will always show the same grace he gave me to others. That's a phenomenal blessing. So many blessings, Kate. I am also watching my daughter and her family blossom. No distractions of work or running here, running there. Just the four of them making memories and finding joy in each day. I also have the blessing of spending time with my husband, who usually works seven days a week. We haven't had time like this to hang out with nothing to do but to enjoy each day since we became a couple in high school. It's been such a gift. The connection with our church family has been amazing and such a blessing to stay upbeat and focus on the positive. I thank you for asking us what blessings we are experiencing because sharing them with you this morning has really made me take stock 
in all the joy-filled blessings that are pouring down on me through this pandemic. Lots more than I really realize, Kate. Have a wonderful Saturday. So a blessing that I always have as a pastor is that you all allow us to be parts, a part of your life, to be part of those good days and those bad days. But it has been so awesome to be able to receive all these blessings that all of you have been sending in throughout the week and just to read where you have been finding God in the midst of this. So I thank each and every one of you. And I pray that throughout this worship service, it'll give you time to reflect on all the many wonderful blessings that you have in your life as well. So without further ado, Pam and I are going to read off some of these blessings that you all have turned in. All right. I am thankful for those who pray for the safety of those working during this pandemic. It's been a blessing to get a pause button and really look at life and how we are living it and make a conscious effort of what normal we are going to go back to and what the new normal for our family is going to be. I am thanking God for this time to connect with my family and friends and for the technology to do so. We are blessed for the health of our dad and father-in-law and are grateful for his love and ability to take care of himself and getting around okay, along with his patience and staying home with us getting his groceries. We are blessed that our daughter is safely living with us and we don't have to worry, along with building our relationship stronger. I see Jesus in all the helpers, the critical thinkers, the workhorses, and in those who receive graciously. Being a part of a drive-by birthday parade with 30 cars, including a fire truck and two police cars for my niece's 11th birthday. That's very cool. I am blessed to have a faith community in RGPC that always reaches out to others in need. I have been blessed to be able to get out in nature for my daily walk, whether it's sunny, blustery, or snowy. <laughs> Hopefully no more snow. I am thankful that I am working and pray for those looking for work. God's help doing chores. <laughs> I am blessed to be able to have dinner with my husband every night. In the past, this would not have been possible since our schedules conflicted. That is no longer the case in this time of COVID. Now we get to talk and laugh and share our day at the dinner table. This two month pause is the most time my family has ever spent together since me and my husband started dating years ago. Being just four with little to no distraction, just time to play and be and enjoy. I'm thankful for my two favorite scripture passages because they are helping me every day. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And Joshua 1.9, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. When the sun shines and the birds sing and the trees bud, God is reminding us that hope is eternal and his love is forever. Amen. 
feeling the spring rain on my face. It is a blessing every time I see families walking together down our street, talking and building their relationships. Walking without painful feet. And then we have one final one. In the middle of the rising death toll and the millions who have fought or are fighting for the virus, God sends us new life. My blessing during this pandemic is the arrival of Colson, born to my son Jeff and his wife Liz. Jeff is a frontline worker at Spectrum Health in Grand Rapids, and I was worried from the start of the virus taking hold in Michigan about Jeff's health. Working in the hospital, I prayed that Jeff would not bring the virus home to Liz and the baby she was carrying. God answered my prayers and watched over them and kept the virus away from them. The other concern was giving birth in the hospital environment as it is today. Again, God blessed them with a safe delivery, with hospital procedures, and the staff that kept them out of harm's way. I look forward to the day when it will be safe for me to hold Colson for the first time, no matter how long it takes. Out of the darkness, God's light shines bright in the joy of new life. God is good. Thank you for blessing us with Colson. Amen. Amen. A call to confession. It is good news that Jesus loves us just as we are. It is even better news that he loves us too much to leave us just as we are. Trusting the Lord's great love, let us pray. Transforming God, we want the world to be different but we resist change in our lives. We want you to reign in our myths, but we want you to do it our way. We want to live by faith, but we are ruled by doubt. God of hope, it is in you that we find our strength and refuge. Teach us how to live in expectations that who we are and what we do today may be anchored in the certainty of your tomorrow. In the grace of Jesus Christ we pray, Amen. Please join me in the assurance of forgiveness. The Lord says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. Friends, let us hear and believe the good news of the gospel. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Hi everyone. Hi boys and girls. How are you today? You know, I was taking a look through my Bible and I noticed that there are a lot of places in the Bible, a lot of verses that remind me or tell me that God wants me to pray. In the Bible it says God wants us to pray faithfully. He wants us to pray continually. And he wants us to pray at all times. But I bet you already knew that, right? 
Have you ever started saying a prayer to God, but then you forgot what you were saying and you got sidetracked and you started thinking about other things? Yeah, that happens to me too. But today, I have an idea. I have a way that might help you remember all of the things and all of the people that you want to talk to God about. All you're going to need are your two hands. Now, if you take your two hands and put them together, just like you're about to say a prayer to God, you'll notice that your thumb is the part of your hand that's closest to your heart. Your thumb can help you remember to pray for the people who are closest to you, like your family and your friends. The next finger is your pointer finger, and your pointer finger helps you to remember those people who point you in the right direction, who help you to make good choices, like your teachers and your Sunday school teachers and your pastors at church. The next finger is the tallest finger on your hand. That finger helps us to remember to pray for those people in leadership over us, like the president or the mayor or even your school principal. The next finger is sometimes called the ring finger and it's the weakest finger on our hand. That finger helps us to remember those people who are weak, who are feeling sick or hurt or sad or poor. And the last finger is your pinky finger. And that finger helps you to remember to pray for yourself, to tell God what you're feeling. You might be wondering, why do we pray for ourselves last? Well, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to think about others and their needs first before we think of our own. You can do that, right? Now, the last part of your hand is the palm right here. The palm of your hand. In the Bible, it says God has us, us, in the palm of his hand. He is always with us and he is always there to hear our prayers. Okay. Now let's say a prayer together using the five finger prayer idea. Are you ready? Let's pray together. Are you ready? Heavenly Father, today we pray for families and friends. Help them to be healthy and safe and happy. We pray for our teachers and our pastors. Please give them the wisdom they need to point others in the right direction. God, please guide our leaders around the world. Help them to do their best to make important decisions. We ask you, God, to please watch over all of the people who are weak. Help the sick to feel better. Help the poor to find hope. And help the sad to find joy. And lastly, God, we, we pray for ourselves. We pray that you watch over us and hear us as we call out to you. Thank you for all of the blessings in our lives, God. Amen. Okay, boys and girls, remember, if you need help remembering while you are praying who and what you want to pray for, just look at your hand. Remember to pray for those people who are closest to you, like your family and friends. 
those people who point you into the right direction, like your teachers and your pastors, people who are in leadership over us, like the president or your principal, people who are weak, people who are sick or sad or hurt, and lastly, ourselves. Tell God all about your feelings and everything that you want him to know. And don't forget to thank God for all of the wonderful things he has done for you. So think about it. Who are you going to pray for today? God is waiting to hear your prayer. I hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 5 to 13, Jesus teaches us how to pray. He assures us that sincere prayers to God brings blessings into our lives. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be their name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Good morning, Rosedale family. My name is Pat Fraser, and I come to you this morning from Chicago, Illinois. Reverend Kelly asked me, as a participant in the long history of Rosedale mission trips, to share in this Sunday's worship. I was really quite flattered. I was baptized in the chapel in 1963, before the sanctuary was even finished. I was confirmed at Rosedale in 1972 and carried my red Bible on my high school mission trips to Scotland, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Colorado. I moved away for a very long time, but when I came back to work in Michigan in 2000, I rejoined Rosedale, and on another of Reverend Kelly's requests, I joined the first young adult mission trip, and during the years that followed, I gathered together some of Lifetime's fondest friends and faith memories. During these days of staying put, I found plenty of time to admire photos. I went through boxes and boxes of old pictures, real pictures, and spent hours thinking of the folks that made those memories. I, like many of you, have pictures standing together in our matching shirts in the church parking lot, ready for our big drive to begin our mission trip adventure. Not many photos of us returning dirty and tired, but lots of great trip pictures of work sites and gummy bear attacks. This has been a real blessing while stuck inside. A wonderful memory came when I was looking through Facebook photos, and it struck me to look up my second mission trip location, Glory Ridge, North Carolina, that turned my church life from something we just did into a real faith and a sense of God's purpose for me. I found Glory Ridge, saw that they continued to do the work that they did while we were there, felt sad that George Moore, their inspirational leader, had gone on to his great reward, but felt truly grateful remembering this mission trip, the one that had set my face journey for life and continued to bring me home to Rosedale, a true COVID blessing.
I went on 15 voyages with the young adult mission trip and my job was to cook. I will say the downside of COVID times and living by myself, I have remembered that I didn't much care for what I ate on the day that I cooked for them. And I definitely am tired of my own cooking now. But I will say, God bless you, your friends and your family. Stay tough. When you're down and troubled and you need a helping hand and nothing, no, nothing is going right, close your eyes and think of me and soon. Accept our service 
to you and to all we serve. We remember all the good times we had at Liberty Campgrounds. We helped prepare for girls and boys. We want to take this opportunity again to thank you for giving us talents which we are able to use in the service to others. Some of us put new roofs on cabins. Others painted walls and themselves, while others erased leaves and cleared paths to make the rough places smooth. A couple of people even fished. Assure us that you are not through with us yet. You and we are waiting for another year when there will be camp to prepare for those you held in your loving arms. As a new hymn tells us about you, I was there to hear your morning cries and will be there when you are old. Who still the waters on the Sea of Galilee and raises us up to walk on troubled seas. We now seek your healing power for those of our number who are down, hearted and ill, those who feel that life may have passed them by, and those who may be suffering as they see death around them. Bless your life that is being born, giving parents in your church hope for tomorrow and for the years to come. Help their parents and us to be faithful and disciple them to be followers of your son. This is your world, Father. We rest ourselves in that thought. Rocks and trees, stormy seas, and peaceful days alike. You are fully in control of all that we are and all the nations that we see around us. Help us to use all we have to further your work on, on earth. We ask these blessings in the name of the one who endured the cross so that we could have an everlasting life. Jesus, your son. Amen. Good morning, this is Nancy Stempian and Kelly and Kate have asked me to share some of the blessings the pandemic 2020 has brought for Ken and I. Being part of our church work weekend, Ken and I have received many blessings. The good friends we have made from our church family have helped us both mentally and physically. I was invited to join the Elizabeth Circle on my very first work weekend. Those ladies, especially Babs, Jamie, and Kathy Bell, have been my walking companions and sounding board for my anxieties and frustrations during this tough time. Kathy Elstone, Debbie Fox, and Joyce Gunderson made sure that Ken and I had masks and a headband so we could stay protected. And I thank God for their sewing skills. They did a big part in the Blessing Bags project, and they are amazing. For Ken, his buddies, Dave Bell, Terry Deming, Ken Elstone, and Kurt Beadle have all made efforts to connect and talk frequently. They have spent time here at our cottage and helped with many projects 
and we appreciate them. I was fortunate enough to take 12 weeks off work. I'm a nurse in the NICU and I had to set my priorities. Family needed to come first. We helped with our grandson, Quinn, while his baby sister was born just a couple weeks ago, and he spent almost a week with us. We were also able to get to Ohio to visit our new grandson, Jacob. Both these healthy babies are truly a blessing. We've spent a lot of time with my mother. We've exercised with her, we've shared meals, we've had a lot of companionship. Sundays have been kept special with brunch and church brought to us from technology. We even enjoyed the drive-through blessing. We've been able to stay safe, thank God. Neighbors have brought us essential things. People and family have been checking on us. And for Ken and I, we have had a lot of time together. This has been good practice for my upcoming retirement and we are doing well. Ken put in a raised bed garden for me and a compost bin to help feed my love of gardening and nature. And in conclusion, despite COVID-19 and our global pandemic, life has been good for us and we are truly blessed. We hope you stay safe, take precautions, and find blessings in the little things. Have a wonderful day. We've reached our time of offering in our service, and I am reminded of mission trip offering in which we sit around a campfire like this one, and instead of putting change or money into a plate, we actually ask all those participants to think of something that they can offer to God. And that comes back to biblical days where God would call God's people, sometime even an individual, to follow God's direction, to pick up and leave, and to be obedient to God and to take a journey. And sometimes along the way they would stop, sometimes at the conclusion when they reached their destination, and they would build this pillar for God. And the idea would be a response to God for getting them through and that their life would become the offering. So tonight in our service, as we've reached this time, I would ask that along with the financial donations that you give, that you also think about what you can offer God, knowing that God has blessed each one of us. What are the gifts that we have that we can give back to God through serving others, perhaps. And so may our sacrifice be one, filled with love and service. And may our response be one of joy and thanksgiving to God who sees us through, even in times of COVID. We are blessed and called to be a blessing. We will now receive our offering.
protection while we sleep. We pray for healing, for prosperity. We pray for your mighty hand to ease our suffering. And all the while, you hear each spoken need. Yet love is way too much to give us lesser things. What if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? What if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? We pray for wisdom, your voice to hear. We cry in anger when we cannot feel you near. We doubt your goodness, we doubt your love, as if every promise from your word is not enough. And all the while, you hear each desperate plea and long that we'd have faith to believe. Cause what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? What if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? When friends betray us, when darkness seems to win, we know that pain reminds this heart this is not, this is not our home. It's not our home. What if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? Could disappointments or the aching of this life is a revealing of a greater thirst this world can't satisfy? What if trials of this life the rain, the storms, the hardest nights are your mercies in disguise.
right, let us pray together. God of all good gifts, today we give our offerings to you out of your abundance and our scarcity, knowing that in your hands our offerings will bring the greatest blessings to those who need it most. May our gifts build up your church, expand your kingdom, and bring light into dark places. We are truly grateful to you, Lord, and this opportunity to pray that these gifts we share will bless others near and far in your name. Amen. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 13 through 16, we see Jesus blessing the children that have gathered around him. May we learn from him how to bless the children in our lives. Our scripture reading from Mark. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of the Lord. Before we begin our time of reading from the Blessing Bowl, I'd like to share with you a blessing that I recently experienced that didn't seem like or feel like a blessing at first. When my daughter Michaela went into the hospital through the emergency department, I know that we didn't know how serious it was until just one night later, um, a matter of hours, not even 24, she ended up in the ICU on a ventilator on life support. And those first four days on life support were touch and go. And I think I really didn't have a whole lot of time to process much at the time. But I do remember feeling like if I just stay close, um, they'll let me continue to stay with her. For anyone who's ever been in an ICU room, unlike a regular room in a children's hospital, in ICU, there's really no room for anyone to stay overnight, including a parent. Whereas in a regular room, there's recliners and benches to sleep on. So what I did is when she went in being special needs, they didn't even think twice about letting me stay in the room. So I had an up close experience of watching them literally save her life. And at the time, I was obviously completely focused on her life being saved. And I don't know if it's a habit of mine or it's just becoming second nature to immediately think of a scripture passage in the scenarios which I find myself in life. So the passage that came to mind as I was sitting just outside her ICU room door, but yet watching all the goings on inside, is the passage from the chapter on love, 1 Corinthians 13, to have faith and hope and love, but the greatest of these is love. 
And what stands out to me during those initial first four days and then the remainder of the time we were in there is that I kept coming back to those three words, kind of maybe my version of star words for the experience. When I was there the first 24 hours and she was on life support, I just felt relief because I had watched her the night before try to breathe and it was so difficult for her. So there was relief that she was at peace and that faith and that love and that hope came easy at first. But as the days went by, and there were many days, I had to recall God's gracious care of me and God's mighty acts in the Bible. And then those personal moments with God that I've had those epiphany moments. And what I recall now in the hospital is remembering this definition that I have scribbled on a yellow sticky note above my desk. And I've had it there for years and it's the biblical definition of hope. And the definition is a favorable outcome in God's direction. And so I remember having to think of that definition and to recall it when things looked pretty bleak at the beginning, sitting next to Michaela. And then Michaela began to fight, and Michaela is a fighter. And once we got through those first four days, I realized how surrounded I was via email and technology and giving family updates, giving updates to Mark to put on Facebook, for all in our community to read about Michaela. And as I began to do those daily updates, I felt my faith being restored and my hope being restored and my love for Michaela only getting bigger and bigger. It's amazing to me how a simple verse that I've said so many times in so many places from weddings to funerals to Sunday mornings, to mission trips, that those three words have just stuck with me. And so from here on out in my life, I'm gonna remember the blessing that came from Michaela being in the hospital. And the blessing was not only did I remember the words and the meaning of the words, I felt it. And I was restored in that faith, hope and love by all those around me on the outside of the hospital. It's an amazing thing when you're a part of a community of faith to know that sometimes when you don't have the words to pray, that people pray for you. And when you don't have someone there holding your hand, how they can still be just as present in a text or a message or a phone call. And it was really wonderful to know Sometimes in a hospital, you call it hospital time. I wouldn't always know if it was seven o'clock or one o'clock in the morning. And it seemed like whenever I sent out an update or sent out a text to anyone in my world, they were always up willing to answer. And that reminded me too of Jesus who answered my prayers in that ICU room. The scripture passage you heard before this was Jesus blessing the children and taking them up onto his lap. And I remember distinctly that passage because it's one of my favorites. And in those early days of the ICU, 
I remember trying hard in my prayer to actually metaphorically and spiritually pick up Michaela and lay her on Jesus's lap. And it took me a few days to get there. And of course, in my head and in my prayer, I did it. But I don't know that I completely let go of her. <laughs> but what it did is once I did it, and once I released her into his good care, and then I knew he had her. And if he had her, he had me too. And ironically, when she started to turn the corner, and on day five, it was going strong, I remember my cousin, in Debbie, in Washington, happened to send me a line in a text that said, and soon, Michaela will be sitting in your lap in the arms where she belongs. Knowing nothing about my prayer, and then I knew that God got her and that she would be put back in my arms. It's amazing too that I would have never known that had Debbie not reached out with that text. So the lesson I've learned as well is it's never too late to give a little faith and give a little hope and share a lot of love with those in your world. It's always a good time to give any of the three or all at once, especially because love encompasses all of it. So as I sit with this blessing bowl upon my lap, I'm gonna remember the blessing for me of COVID-19 that Michaela, my daughter, was restored to health thanks to the incredible medical staff at the hospital, thanks to the prayers of hundreds of people who had her on their heart and prayed their prayers to God. And I'm gonna remember how important it is to be in a community of faith and to rely on those around me in that faith community to hold me and my family up when we need it. Know too that you can count on the very same thing. So may Jesus's faith and hope and love be with you tonight. So we're gonna start our blessing bowl, blessings, and how about Keiko first? I'm blessed that I have family and friends, church, church members, a roof over my head, food on my table, but most of all, blessed that I know God is looking over us and will get us through this pandemic. I truly believe this is a wake-up call. Perhaps people will realize through all of this how blessed we have been. It's beautiful. Mine says, food deliveries from family. I am blessed with being able to use my sewing skills given by God to make masks for direct family along with local neighbors and friends. Also blessed to be a sewing circle headband maker. <laughs> That's wonderful. Being able to be with my dad in his final days in spite of the pandemic. I am grateful for the time to work on all my rough edges with God's help. <laughs> Having God in my life 
helping me all the time. Cards of cheer. I am especially thankful for all the dedicated people working to help us through this crisis. I am happy and I am hopeful. I am thankful for visiting with neighbors at a distance. <laughs> Seeing spring flowers blooming. I see Jesus in the sewing circle for making thousands of masks and headbands for frontline workers. It's been a blessing to realize that celebrating and celebrations are actually about people again and not material things. Amen. I am thankful for neighbors bringing in my rubbish cans. Just being alive and well every day. I thank Jesus for our fantastic RGPC staff for providing great support. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Relying on your grace, O God, we ask for mercy and strength for ourselves and for all who place our trusting in God this night, that we all may know the peace that comes with humility, that we all may experience the joy of service, that we all may witness the power of your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So here we are, my friends. We didn't ask for it and we didn't want it, but we find ourselves in the midst of a global health crisis. I can tell you that the police department has developed and practiced many emergency management plans over the years, hazardous material spills, civil unrest, nuclear accidents in Monroe, airport emergencies at Metro, and natural disaster response and mitigation, like what we here at Rosedale do with the Presbyterian Disaster Assistance. But we never practiced for a pandemic, a potential health threat to all people. It's still hard to grasp the scope of what's happening at times. So how are we expected to respond? You may understand that with the unknown comes fear. We don't know what to do or who to turn to. We may lash out at others with cynicism to cover our own feelings of weakness and say things we don't mean to deny the reality of what we're facing. Further, we may be tempted to turn selfishly inward in an attempt to protect ourselves and our resources sometimes to the detriment of others. But there's good news. As Christians, we don't have to do that today or any day. We have a choice on how we respond and what we do. God has given us a blessing today and one that we may never have had in our lifetimes. God has given us the blessing of quiet stillness, if we choose to recognize it. I know that you were surprised by the quiet in the streets over the last few weeks, the noise that surrounds us daily, that steady dull drone of sometimes crushing pace of life that has suddenly and unexpectedly 
just stopped. It stopped just long enough to notice. And it's my hope tonight that we take advantage of this momentary stillness and we realize all that God has for us now and always. So instead of cynicism, I hope peace. We live by faith, not sight. Instead of weakness, I hope strength. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Instead of fear, hope, trust. Refuse to worry. The mind of a sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. And instead of selfishness, hope thankfulness, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So my friends, as now has become our tradition in these days, we are asking you to take the time this week to pass the peace to friends, neighbors, family, people that you don't speak to frequently. We ask that you give them a call, a text, send a letter to pass the peace of Christ to them. And this week especially, we ask that when you do that, that perhaps you inquire of the blessings that they have been finding in these days. And if the situation warrants, perhaps you can also share your blessings with them. So my friends, the peace of Christ be with you. Please share the signs of peace with your neighbors. Hi everyone, this is Brennan Blue, long-term Rosedale Gardens mission trip enthusiast, son of Babs in the office, and now a pastor out here in Minnesota. Kelly reached out to me late this week to share that you all were sharing a mission trip themed worship service today and asked if I would offer a song. I'm unfortunately parted from my guitar right now during this stay at home time, but I have a campfire behind me and I'm happy to lead us in an acapella version of Pass It On. If you're familiar with the song, it's an old campfire favorite. I'll sing the first two verses as is and then share a, a special third verse uniquely for this service. So let's sing. It only takes a spark to get a fire going. And soon all those around can warm up in its glowing. That's how it is with God's love. Once you've experienced it, you spread God's love to everyone. You want to pass it on. What a wondrous time is spring. When all the trees are budding, the birds begin to sing, the flowers start their blooming. That's how it is with God's love. 
Once you've experienced it, you want to sing. It's fresh like spring. You want to pass it on. It's time to part, my friends, and share the love that we found. You can make a difference. It matters not where you're bound. So shout it from the mountain top. For a weary world to know, this gift of love has come for all. May we now go pass it on. The journey of discipleship involves trusting Jesus. Let us go together. Trusting Jesus and myself is often challenging. Let us help one another. To trust ourselves into Jesus' care can be joy-filled. Let us share it. The way is Christ, for Christ is the way. Let us follow. The way is open before us. Let us go with the love of God, the grace of Christ, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. Amen. This scripture passage is known as the Priestly Benediction. In the Old Testament, Book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 22 through 26, God gives Moses the blessing of sharing a benediction. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.
Tomorrow.